Hi, everyone. Um, so I am going back and just kind of listening through some of the um, amazing interviews that we got to do over the past couple weeks. And um, as I'm going through, just kind of putting in, I guess, a little bit of an intro for each of them, just kind of filling in some details that I know and the person we talked to knows, um, but the people listening to the podcast um, might not be aware of what we're talking about. Um, and so for Rachel's story, there's kind of a lot of key details and characters, I guess, in her story. So the people that she talks about a lot, um, she talks about the Chadwick family. So Marilyn and David Chadwick um, are a couple. They um, are the head of a church here in Charlotte, North Carolina. And their daughter, Bethany, um, is talked about a lot in this episode as one, Rachel's best friend. Um, so Bethany is married to Ryan Carson and together they, um, lead the church that both Rachel and I attend, um, Mission Community Church. She often refers to it as MCC. Um, and Rachel is married to Matt. Um, and so she, like I said, attends church, um, at MCC. So those are kind of like some of the names that you'll probably hear throughout her interview, um, because a lot of those people were, and still are a really big part of her story and how she came to know the Lord. One of the other details that she does mention in her story is a plus one detail. And she does go um, towards the end of the interview. I kind of ask her to describe what that is. Um, and it is kind of the concept of intentionally seeking opportunities to bring you closer to the Lord. So Rachel, for the longest time, was Bethany's plus one. And that concept kind of means that someone, you know, like they take their plus one kind of, I guess, under their wing and invite them to church and then subtly, I guess, just invite them to different church events is kind of this way of evangelizing and building relationships with them um, and giving them opportunities to, you know, know the Lord and grow closer to him. And so that's kind of, I guess, a gist of Rachel's story and filling in some of those details. Um, I hope you really enjoy listening to her story. She is just the sweetest person, um, and I'm so, so happy that she agreed to be a part of this podcast and this project because she's awesome, and I hope that you enjoy her story as much as I did. Um, so it kind of goes something like this. So um, I have known the Chadwicks since, I don't know, call it age 14, Um <laughs> Bethany had um, applied to Providence State School, and I was a student there at the time. And in the summer, um, they conduct, like, the sports tryouts for the fall season, mm -hmm. and I was a volleyball player. So I would, you know, go to the practices to get ready for um, volleyball season to start and, you know, to try out for the varsity team. And so in walks this girl. I have no mm -hmm. idea who she is. And, you know, we just, like, befriended her and um ended up getting to know her and we realized we're in the same grade and we have a lot of the same interests and um that's really just sort of the story about how i met bethany yeah. and we kind of just hit it off and we were we became friends instantly um and what was really funny about the whole situation was i didn't know like right away that she was a preacher's daughter or yeah. anything like that um and I grew up in a Jewish household, so I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Keeping the Faith, but it was like, <laughs> where do you like Keeping the Faith? Um, and we just, we like make jokes, like sweet jokes, not, <laughs> not like that, like, yeah. or anything like that. Um, and it, we just had this like really 
genuine, sweet relationship. Um, and so as I was sort of going through high school, um, you know, our, our friendship was based upon just like friendship alone. It wasn't like she didn't enter my life, like with this big Jesus push or anything yeah. like that. And, um, there were times though, where I'd go spend the night and, or on Sunday morning, I would go to Forest Hill Church and, um, we'd sit together and like, I'd go to uh, Sunday morning service. And I just thought it was just awesome and really interesting because I had grown up going to temple yeah. and most of the services, you know, are in Hebrew and I was, I wouldn't say fluent in Hebrew, but I learned to speak and write and I was teaching Sunday school, um, to young kids and I was very, very involved in the Jewish community. Um, I was president of our, our um, local youth group here in Charlotte. Okay. And then ended up becoming president of the regional youth group, which covered, let's see, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, parts of Tennessee, Alabama, and North Florida. So hundreds of Jewish teens, right? Yeah. Who would get together and have um, conventions. And the conventions, the best I can gather is like, I don't know, a version of maybe what Young Life is. Okay. Um. But it's a weekend at a time, and it always had, like, a specific focus, and the focus could be maybe community service-oriented or, um, I don't know, sometimes the themes were just, like, broader, um, talking about specific, like, passages in the Old Testament, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. So it was really funny just kind of um, comparing experiences and, like, just having you know, just like sharing those experiences with each other because hers were almost like they mirrored mine, but they were so different, right? Yeah. I did not have the whole New Testament um, as a part of like my experience growing up. Yeah. So um, fast forward a little bit. um, I guess I would say like I've always had God in my life. That was never, um, it's not like that was absent. But one of the things that um, I would say is just kind of crazy is, like, it took me, I don't know, like, 25 years probably. Wow. Maybe 28 years to understand the difference between religion and relationship. Yeah. And to me, that was really the turning point of when I realized um, what I was missing. Like, I, I would go through and think back on my experiences just being raised Jewish. And I'm like, okay, we would get through the Old Testament, and then the story was over, and then we started all over again. And it always yeah. felt like it was missing. Uh-huh. But I never really knew it was missing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, just kind of go through the motions. Um, and I guess that's part of, like, what's different for me now is I was, um, gosh, I, I didn't have, I guess, a real relationship with God. Like, it, I think it was really just, like, learning about him and then almost, in some cases, like, fear-based, right? Yeah. Like, if you don't do this, then, mm-hmm. you know, then God's not going to love you or you're not going to go to heaven or, you know, yeah. those types of thoughts. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I think I've learned most from MCC and from Forest Hill is, like, God is actually trying to capture your heart yeah. and you need to give him 
um, space, right, in your heart to be invited to do, like, this great work through yeah. you. And so once I stopped looking at religion in general um, as purely religion and thinking about it more from a relationship perspective, I think that's, for me, when Christianity, like, came to life. Mm-hmm. Um and I would say, like, it wasn't until 2015 that that really happened. Wow. Uh, and that would be, like, gosh, I went to college in 2004, and I was kind of, like, exploring, going to, like, different places of worship to kind of get a feel for where I was headed in my journey. Yeah. But it really took that long. Like, it took from um, probably 2004, 2005 to almost 2015. So it's like a more than a decade in the making. If you think about all the time I spent like with Bethany as her yeah. plus one, not even knowing I was her plus one, yeah, like, in school, all the way until my adult life. Wow. Um. So I I think that's probably the most important thing uh-huh. that I would share. And then the other thing is I'm definitely a people pleaser. Yeah. Like I I always want people to be happier to feel loved or whatever like you know whatever needs to be done like I want to I want to do it right yes and I'm still working on this but (laughs) um just the idea that pleasing everyone is never really going to bring you the joy and the satisfaction that Jesus will yeah and this like I said is like it's definitely a work in progress Uh because it doesn't change overnight I think it's just a personality trait yeah um defect (laughs) but um yeah something that I I continually work on is just thinking about like the instances when maybe I should say no um because I'm just too stretched or when I know like I can't please somebody for whatever it is they're asking for they wanted me like just being content with the fact that it's that that's gonna happen yeah you know time to time um and then the last thing as you can probably tell, I have a very type A personality. <laughs> um, so the concept of letting go and letting God. So Bethany's mom, Marilyn, talks about this a lot. She's like, look, um, you can't control everything. Yeah. Right? Like you, even if you think you do everything right or you make the right decisions, it doesn't mean the outcome is always going to be what it should be. Yes. And so this whole concept, I think, has really just changed my perspective about um, how to live my life. Like, everything happens for a reason. I believe that. And I think God kind of works through different situations um, to help you understand what those reasons are in the end. And sometimes when you're in them, you can't understand that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have a couple examples that I don't mind sharing. Yeah. But, like, one of them is really um, a really, like, painful thing that I went through with my husband. And yeah. we got married in 2016, and we're both in our 30s. And we knew we wanted to start a family, like, right away because yeah. we're not getting any younger. <laughs> and so um, about six months after we were married, we started trying to have a baby. And we got pregnant. Um Gosh, we found out on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah. It was Thanksgiving Day, and um, we were so excited, and we had just finished the 5K turkey trot in mm-hmm. South Park. 
I'm like panting through the finish line and the doctor's office called to confirm like, yes, congratulations, you're pregnant. And as December came and went, um, I miscarried and yeah. it was devastating. Yeah. And like still to this day, I'm probably going to get teary. <laughs> I just don't understand like, like why does God let things like that happen? Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm still trying to learn from it. I don't even know if I know the answers. Yeah. But this whole letting go and letting God thing, I think, comes into play here because I couldn't control that outcome. Like, it was going to happen. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know the reason why it happened, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I was healthy. I was physically fit. I was yeah. eating all, like, all of the things that you think you should be doing, right? Yes. And it still happened. And so like coming to terms with that kind of thing and like understanding that there's, um, there's something more there. Like I'm going to learn from it. At some yeah. Point. <laughs> I haven't learned from it yet. And yeah. Like, we have, we have a child and I'm pregnant with her next baby. Oh, congratulations. You know? So it's like, yeah, thank you. So like, you know, it, um, God fulfills his promises. Like I know that. Um, yeah. I'm just trying to kind of learn along the way and kind of be open to what he has to show you. I think yeah. it's probably where I'm at at the moment. Yes. Still trying to figure that one out. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's a good example of yeah. what I'm by letting go and letting God. No, that's awesome. That's um, become one of my um, phrases that I have to remind myself about a year ago. I heard that for the first time and it's been something that is kind of the biggest reminder every situation I'm just like, let go and let God. And it's, it's awesome. And I think the one thing that you said, like talking about God's timing is not always like our own timing. And that has been like the, one of the hardest things to grasp, but also one of the most powerful things when you kind of begin to grasp that thing of like the Lord will fulfill, fulfill his promises. And it's not always going to be like aligned with your timing, but like he is faithful and like those things will happen. Um, just not maybe in the moment that you've planned for it to happen. So that's exactly, I think, what I was trying to convey is, like, you know, trying to control every outcome in your life is not a way to live, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, it sounds good. Yeah. It just doesn't work out that way. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm 32 years old, so I feel like it took me a really long yeah. time to figure that out. So you're, like, <laughs> you're, on the, you're on the fast track. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean... Those, I think, three principles are probably, I know they don't sound profound, but they're the three things that I think um, really changed everything for me. And so once I really understood, like, the concept of the Trinity and that the story didn't really end after the Old Testament, it was just like, I literally looked at Bethany one day and I was like, duh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, I'm so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> and she she just started laughing and I was like, Yeah, like I'm I'm ready to do this. Yeah. You know? And the sweetest thing about um I don't know if you were at the MCC baptisms or not. It was a really emotional day for me. Yeah. I was like super pregnant. <laughs> I don't remember that? Yeah. And um it, I didn't actually do it because I was pregnant or anything like that. It, yeah. Like, this was like a long time in the making. Uh-huh. And, um, gosh, 
I don't even remember the exact date of the baptism, but I had been married, I don't know, probably at least a year or so before that. And Matt, my husband, and I had a Christian wedding. Ryan officiated it. Um, You know, there was never any question about, like, my beliefs or or anything before that. Um, But I think the first opportunity really to get baptized at MCC, I think that was maybe, like, the first round. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, And so I was like, yeah, I want to do this. So I just remember like sharing my story and how emotional I was and I still look back on it and, um, and like those same emotions just bubble up inside me. And, um, after that Sunday, um, I don't know if you saw, but they put like, they did a really nice job. They took photos and then they, um, whoever spoke on your behalf oh, yes. wrote a letter mm-hmm. and they read that letter to you and they, yeah. they kind of made like a composite that you could take home and my husband and I both have one because we were both baptized together that Sunday Yeah, and it's hanging like I'm looking at it right now <laughs> in our room like, yeah. hanging on the wall and every morning like when I'm getting ready I see it and it's just such a sweet reminder yeah. um, and it was really special too to share it with my husband so he grew up Catholic Okay. And um, I won't go into his whole story, but yeah, <laughs> it's like you know I've been baptized, but I would like to get baptized again, you know, at this church because yeah. it's different than uh-huh. the Catholic church. Yes. And so he went first, and Ryan baptized him, and then my husband and Bethany both baptized me and it yeah. was such a special moment that it was my husband and Bethany, my best friend, slash like you know, that's her plus one. And yes. It was really special for her too to, you know, after what, twenty years yeah. or so, like to experience that with me. So That's awesome. Um, it was really neat. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I was just going to ask if you could kind of like go a little bit um, into like the plus one detail um, and just kind of explain like what that is and kind of like, I like I know that you're Bethany's plus one, but kind of like how, I know you said like you'd go over there for dinner and go to church, but like how did her friendship and like through college, like how did that change and like how did you being her plus one kind of like bring you to where you are now, if that makes sense? Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what, I didn't know I was her plus one yeah. for a really long time. <laughs> and I would say, um, let me back up. So when somebody says a plus one, um, they're intentionally, like, seeking opportunities to bring you, like, closer to the Lord, yeah. right? Yes. And this doesn't mean that they're just, like, inviting you to church every Sunday. Um, it could just mean, like, on a relational level, um, like, reminding you that, you know, that God loves you, right? Yeah. I would say, and this is, you know, this is kind of funny, but, like, <laughs> Bethany, so Bethany's super genuine, right? Like, yes. if Bethany wanted to just be like, hey, like, Jesus loves you, like, she would come out and tell me, right? Yes. If you want. But she did it in a way that she wouldn't use those words. Like, yeah. she was just so genuine in her personality and her approach that, like, I never even knew what she was doing. Yeah. Like, literally, we were just friends, and we had normal, you know, friend conversations, and we talked about life and college and volleyball and homecoming and what dress you're going to wear. And, yeah. And, you know, all the things you do in high school. And yeah. It wasn't 
our relationship was never just focused on like, oh, I'm going to convert this girl or Christian. Yeah. It wasn't like that at all. Yeah. And so I, I went on for, I don't know, age 14 to probably 20 something. And I never knew. Yeah. Really never knew. And one thing she did do. So my, I think it was my freshman year of college. Um, I took some biblical studies as an elective. Yeah. And um, they had us buy this Bible, and it was, like, super confusing. I, I just – not. I feel like they're not all created equally. No. It's hard to understand. And when she found out that I enrolled in this class, she had purchased this really, like, nice student Bible, and she shipped it to me. I was at the University of Arizona. Okay. And at the time, she was at Wake Forest. Yes. And she – I still have it. It's like literally in like by my bedside. But, yeah. Um, and I still use it. So she wrote this note to me and it was just talking about like our friendship and our journey and how she hopes that like this Bible will help me through the class and, um, and that I'll just like learn to be more and more in love with God, like through, yeah. you know, through learning and all mm-hmm. this stuff. So, at the time, I was like, oh, that's really sweet. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That was very nice of her. Uh-huh. You know, that kind of thing. And I, the class was kind of awful, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, but I got through the class, and I still had the Bible, right? Yeah. And it just sort of spiked, like, my interest, I guess, in just continuing to open it and just explore it. And student Bibles are great, right? Because they yeah. have, like, the call-outs and um, they just make it so much easier to understand. So I would just kind of like read a call out or two and, you know, um, learn something, you know, I wouldn't open it every day necessarily, but I'd mm-hmm. open it every now and then. And, and it was like a sweet reminder of her, right? Cause I'm cross country and, yeah. I missed, and college does tend to separate, you know, friendships um, yes. for better or for worse, just by distance and like priorities and trying to get settled in a new environment. Yeah. And it was just one of those things that, like, made me feel really connected. Um, and so Bethany transferred to Clemson uh, midway through college. Yeah. And I still stayed at the University of Arizona. Mm-hmm. And so we didn't get to see each other a whole lot. It would be, like, every now and then when I could fly home and she happened to be home. Kind yeah. Of thing. And um, we had always participated in each other's life events. I was in her wedding um, she was in mine, yeah. you know, um, you know, I was there like the day after she had Anna Grace in the hospital, oh, yeah. you know, just like all of those sweet moments that you want to share with your best friends. Yes. And, um, it just, it, this whole like plus one was so discreet in all of that, those years yeah. you know, of, of our relationship and, just looking back on it, I'm kind of in awe that like I I really didn't know. Mm-hmm. But that's what it's supposed like that's what it's supposed to be. It's, yeah, it's you like intentionally seeking somebody out and having a genuine relationship with them, and then through you, um, them coming to like discover the goodness of God. That's what I believe it is, yes. and I, I think that that's really what MCC talks about when it when Brian and Bethany and others say like. 
who's your plus one? Like everyone should have a plus one and they should be, you know, pouring into somebody. Yeah. Um, and so she did that for me and I'm sure she's doing it for many other people that I don't even know. Yeah.